You're listening to episode 34 of the Empath Podcast. Welcome back to the Empath Podcast. I'm your host, Robin, from the diaryofanempath.com. And today's episode is a continuation of yesterday's episode, where towards the end of the episode, I started to talk about the themes that were coming up through this current eclipse and eclipse season. And, you know, the next six months, because eclipses aren't just immediate energy, it's an immediate energy seeds something, and then it plays out in the physical world, you know, something has to be energetic before it is physical. And so eclipses seed a lot of energy. And because of that, they help us seed new ideas or new ways of being. And those new ways of being play themselves out over the next six or so months. So this eclipse season, particularly the themes that are coming up, and I'm sure you've felt them if you've been present in the world are themes of sovereignty, which is a big thing we talked about yesterday, choosing to follow your own path, integrity, which is choosing to align your thoughts and behaviors and beliefs and actions. So integral living, for my case, would be I'm talking about the feminine energy. I I say that I am here to help foster the feminine energy, encourage the feminine energy, and I also act within the feminine energy within myself. And I listen to the feminine energy within myself. So it's something like with this podcast, a lot of people have asked me, can you show up? Can you do like weekly podcast episodes? Can it be consistent? And consistency is actually a trait of the masculine energy. And I wasn't feeling that I was supposed to go that way. It felt more true to me to be doing episodes when things are really picking up energetically. So you'll notice that about my podcast. It's some months, you know, there's not much going on and then all of a sudden I talk a lot and I I come out and I share a bunch of stuff. And that may change, but at this season of my life, I'm in integrity when I'm not just talking about the feminine energy and not just saying that I believe in the feminine energy, but I'm, I'm living my true feminine energy. Another theme coming up is discernment. And that's the one that I want to talk about most today. And discernment is being able to judge truth. And when we talk about discernment within this work, it's a lot around being able to decipher your truth and knowing when something like what's happening in the world right now, the pandemic, the protests, it's very easy to fall into taking on what you should do and what you're supposed to do, which we talked about yesterday, and losing yourself to that and burning out from that. I'm trying to be everything to everyone and trying to learn everything for 
for every cause and everything that you believe in. And when you're doing that, you're not acting from a space of sovereignty, integrity, and you're not using your discernment. Because discernment is your ability to see a situation and to go within and say, okay, right now in this situation, it is my truth to act in this way. And it's not to act in a way that's being impressed on you or imposed on you or to think in a way that's been impressed on you and imposed on you because the thinking plane right now is like the mental plane, the mental body is really being activated for us to recognize the thoughts that we think and the way that we've been conditioned to think and how we can reclaim our integrity to think differently. Oftentimes with eclipse seasons or any big energy, I tend to feel it physically. Over the, the past few years, the more intuitive I've gotten, the more sensitive I've gotten, the more my body has developed itself to be a, a very intuitive tool to help me navigate and know what to talk about and know what to share and know what to teach on and know what to help with. And one way that manifests is through physical illness. So I notice that when the energy is very big, that I will get certain aches and pains or I will get certain illnesses. And they're always speaking to a chakra point. If you don't know about the chakra system, it is an energetic system that underlays your physical system. And I teach about it in my free course, all about the empath chakra system and how to nurture yours. Because empaths, there's there's wounds in our chakra system. Our solar plexus is pretty mushy. And the solar plexus is a lot about discerning. Your solar plexus is, okay, this is my truth versus this is your truth. And when that's mushy, when that's not a strong energetic center, it's in, it's in your gut, you know, the gut feeling, I feel like I should do this as opposed to I feel like I should do that. And when that's mushy, which it is in most empaths or most people who are finding the word empath it's very strong in in quote-unquote empowered empaths because we nurture it through learning that we're an empath we start to really nurture our energy and start to work with the solar plexus set boundaries thing like things like that but it's often very mushy and and that's just one example of the chakra system we have a lot of chakras in the human body I teach on the seven main chakras, so your crown chakra down to your root chakra. But one chakra that I don't teach about is the ear chakra, and it's often a chakra that opens up as you continue on your journey. So it's not one of the ones that you usually focus on first, but it has been highlighted over the last couple days, and it's wanting me to speak on it through this eclipse season because it plays a very important role in these themes of sovereignty, integrity, and discernment. And how this manifested for me was a bad, bad, bad ear infection. I haven't had an ear infection in like 20 years and I woke up about a week ago, I can't remember, but with ear pain and within a day I was in seeing a doctor because it was it was excruciating excruciating pain and the doctor looked at it and he said there's no way this is a one or two day infection like this this is bad this is severe so I was dealing with a severe ear infection and it was in both ears but it was much more prominent like 
extremely prominent in my left ear. And if you know about the energetic body, the left side is your feminine side. It is your receiving side. It's where you take things in. Your right side is your masculine side, and it's where you give. And so the fact that the ear chakra and the left side, my left ear chakra, was so agitated was a message. And I knew it was a message because I know that this is how my body works and this is how my body tells me what I'm, I'm supposed to be speaking on. If you listen to the Let's Talk Business series that I did in fall 2019, you'll notice that I had a sinus infection that became bronchitis as I was recording that and then it, it healed as I finished recording it. And that's because bronchitis is a symptom of a blocked throat chakra. And that series was a lot on the throat chakra. The throat chakra is how we express ourselves to the world. And if you have a business, a business is an expression to the world. And so in that series, we were talking a lot about persecution wound, feeling like you're a fraud, the imposter syndrome. And so me showing up to speak to those things was helping heal that. And my body was showing me that because I was physically healing it as well. But back to the ear and the left ear and the the ear chakra because the ear chakra again is, is where we take in information and where we where we hear you know it's it's where we're hearing what another person is saying and when we're taking in through the left ear things that do not align with our truth and that hold us back from our truth it gets to a point where those things then become our false truth and we think that we are a certain way because we've been taught or told to be a certain way and it's not actually our our, our genuine truth, our spirit's truth. You know, if, if your spirit's truth is to be a, a healer, a hands-on healer, and <clears throat> the throat chakra always acts up when I, when I speak to hands-on healers because it's often been associated with witchcraft. So witchcraft, you know, persecution wound, that's all about the throat chakra. And so people struggle to say, I want to do this, or, you know, I have magic abilities, or I have healing abilities, because that has been so discriminated against and so pushed down for so long in the patriarchal world that we've been in, been living in. The, the To heal and witchcraft and all of that, that is the feminine. It's the embodiment of the feminine. When you are a healer and you can put your hands on someone and heal that part of their body. And it's a genuine gift. It's a, it's a genuine skill. But it's been so pushed down. And so if your soul's truth is to be a healer and you find yourself always drawn to people and, you know, putting your hands on people when they hurt or really holding people or being very tactile and you're starting to discover this about yourself and then you tell someone like a parent or a partner that you want to study this more, you know, enroll in a program or learn more about the gift and they tell you that it's a bunch of witchcraft or, you know, that's not even a real thing or and don't be silly because, You'll never make a career of that. You'll never have that as your job. You know, you need to be something practical. When we're existing in this world where there's been norms and there's been narratives and those narratives go against who you are as your, at your core and those narratives have been manipulated to, to fit one ideal or one perspective, if you're hearing that, you're going to downplay your truth. You're going to start to doubt yourself and think, uh, I shouldn't do this, you know, yeah, I, I would be a fraud or I am a fraud or, you know, this isn't even a real thing. 
And when you do that, you're squashing your truth. You're squashing your, your sovereignty and you're not living in integrity because to live in integrity is to align your actions with your beliefs and the things that you care about. And if, if you care about healing, if you're so drawn to healing and you're making a decision to go train in something completely irrelevant to both your skill set and your draw and you, you're not living in integrity. And a lot of the times we look out into the external world and we get mad at different people for lying to us or different people for not telling the truth or different people for not being transparent. And it's a bit hypocritical if you look at it and you say, you know, this person was not transparent with me. This person lied to me. When you're lying to yourself, when you're not listening to yourself, and the inner world has to start before the external world can shift. So internally, we have to become much more integral. We need to really look at the things that we're drawn to that we want to do so that we can start to live in truth because when we start to live in truth and and i'm getting chills as i say this when we start to live in truth then the external world will naturally start to mirror that back to us and all of a sudden the collective consciousness which is all of our truths combined starts to exist in a way that is much more honest and much more transparent and that's something that took me a long time to recognize, but I can see it and I can speak to it. That the more honest you are with yourself, the more honest and transparent and, and compassionate in any of these words, you know, the more compassionate you are to yourself, the more compassionate you're going to see manifesting in the world. You're going to see that in your partnerships. You're going to have a, a partnership that is much more compassionate you're going to start to see people being much more compassionate but it starts within and so if you're lying to yourself you're not being integral and and that's a call to action to to sit with your priorities and be like what is most important is it someone else's truth or is it my own truth and the ear chakra plays into this because when you're hearing someone else's truth and external truth, it really dampens your knowing of inner truth. And a lot of the external truth is based on knowledge. Knowledge is the masculine energy. Knowing is the feminine energy. Knowledge has been so manipulated as the masculine energy has been manipulated the, the energy, the masculine energy that we see out in the world, that's not the true masculine energy. That's not an empowered masculine energy. We're starting to see empowered masculine beings, but the patriarchy, it, it's rotted from within. And so truth and knowledge has been rotting from within. And so we're not even hearing knowledge. And so it's really important for us to reconnect with our knowing because our knowing is going to allow us to decipher what is and is not true about this quote-unquote knowledge that we are being fed. I thought today I was on social media, I was on Instagram, and we call it your feed. You know, you check your feed. On Facebook, you check your feed. You're being fed information. And does that information align with you? And I have to keep pulling myself back to the ear chakra to stay on track because the energy is so big and I, I want to say so much. But the ear chakra, the fact that mine was so infected, it was very telling of the energy that we've been in. 
Because if you think about the pandemic and you think about the protests going on and all of this change that is happening, this change that is being seeded through this eclipse, there's also a lot of judgment coming up. There's a lot of stuff coming up, being projected at each other. We're, we're all doing it. We're all triggering each other. And you're taking that in. I think about this idea of wearing masks, right? The knowledge on that, it's very difficult when you're looking at something like mainstream media or, or social media, which is part of mainstream media, and you're hearing all of these things that are saying, you know, it's right to wear a mask or it's wrong to wear a mask. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're wrong if you wear a mask, but you're also wrong if you don't wear a mask. And it's like, where do I exist in this dynamic, in this this right versus wrong? Where do I exist in that? And so if you are going into those spaces and you're hearing you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, no matter what you're doing, that will really start to decay at your ear chakra. Same with being told that from a, a partner in a situation of abuse. If your partner is always telling you you're wrong, you're wrong, you're, and being highly critical of you and telling you what you need to improve, whether outwardly, verbally, or through action, you're you're taking that in and you're you're creating that as your truth, as a false truth. And this is where the idea of discernment comes in. Because up until I had the ear infection, I was very much immersed in the, the collective energy. And I was on social media and I was feeling like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Because I was hearing so many things coming from so many directions and I could feel underneath it that every single person had their own truth based on their own lived experiences and we were pushing those out and saying and this is the truth and this is what you need to do and my spirit shut me down and it made me exit that platform so that I could reconnect it with what what my truth was and what I was supposed to be doing in that situation it gave me this ear infection to to close me off Though my hearing is getting better, I couldn't hear out of my left ear for a couple of days. And not just like I couldn't physically hear because the ear was really infected and it affected my hearing, but I also had bandages over my ears. And so I physically couldn't take on the external world. I was also very sick off of the medication that I was given. And I couldn't do anything but just lie in bed and and be sick. I was so, so sick. And that to me was also very telling because it was like, Robin, you need to remove yourself from the situation so that you can realign with, with your truth and what it is you need to do in this situation and stop trying to balance all of these perspectives and all of these ideas and all of these should-dos. Lean into the ones that are really calling to you because there's great teachers out there. There's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of people showing you a path. And it's really important that you connect with which of those paths, those many, many paths that are being shown to you that you're meant to follow. And I did. And I was able to get a perspective shift. And I was able to come back into those spaces in a much more grounded, integral way. And I've also, throughout this ear infection, really cleared out a lot that I had been told up until this point. And... I've been doing mindset work, you know, I, I 
advocate for mindset work, for subconscious reprogramming, our minds, the ear chakras make up our mental body along with our third eye and our throat and our crown. But mainly the the ears and the eyes are a big part of your your mental body. And if you think about your mental body, it's like a computer. So we can program it to think different things. And we are always being programmed to think certain things. And then we have to get intentional with that of did my education and does social media and does the news and and did my parents and did my community, did they program me in a way that aligns with who I'm here to be? Or do I need to be putting something else into that ear chakra that is going to, to be more honest to who I really am? And by putting something else in that ear chakra, it's doing things like listening to different affirmations. Even within Within empaths and business, before we go in and we start to create your offer, I, I get people to start to listen to money mindset affirmations because you're never going to create an abundant offer from a programming of lack. And so the energy and what you're putting into your system, what you're feeding yourself through that ear chakra, consciously or not, really impacts your, your life and it really impacts your impact. And when we're looking at this eclipse, a lot of what's getting eclipsed out is herd mentality and the the belief that we need to follow to be good or to be right or to be on the right side of things. Even that, if you're thinking of there's a right or a wrong, you're playing into duality. And so you're a contradiction. And this was to myself, because if someone else has to be wrong for you to be right, you're still playing into the systems that we are trying to dismantle around supremacy and around authority and around the one way of doing things, that really masculine hierarchy. Because it's always going to be, well, I'm right, you're wrong. And you're, you're immediately putting someone on a hierarchy. But when you can be right and another person can be right as well, that starts to open up a space where we can start to be in union as a world and we can start to really embody unity consciousness, which is what this eclipse is ushering in by us learning these lessons around our sovereignty, our integrity, and our discernment. Unity consciousness is not us all being the same. That's been the belief system, the ideology that has created this world that we are trying so hard to break out of. That's colonialism. You know, we're all going to be this one way because this one way is the right way. So when we can start to see that there, there is no ultimate right way, but there is a right way for us as individuals and we can coexist as individuals within our own sovereignties and and sharing those sovereignties with each other and, and working more as a, a network as opposed to a, a hierarchy, that's when we're truly going to start to fall into this, this unity consciousness that so many of us have been, been praying for and wanting for. But that really starts at the individual level because you have to unify your own polarities if you want to see the world unify its polarities. So it's something as simple as there's a right or wrong path to take in terms of career. If you've been taught there's right or wrong path, then you need to look at that and you need to say, is that true? Or could it be that there's a right or wrong path for me 
as an individual. And it may not be this big collective thing where there's only one way of making money and there's only one way of being a professional and there's only one way of being of service. When we can look at that and we can start to bridge those dualities within us, we are doing massive work on the collective level to bridge dualities. Something we, we talk about in Empaths and Business is you're not meant for everyone. And if your work is trying to be for everyone, you're not giving people their sovereignty. A lot of times within these healing communities, we feel this need to be overly responsible for someone else. And in business, like the crossover there, in business, there's a lot around needing to convince someone that your offer is for them. What if we dismantled that? What if we didn't have to prove to someone else their truth and instead allowed someone else to find their truth, to align with their truth? Because if you look at a business, if for me as a business owner, my offer is certainly not for everyone. And early on in my journey, I tried to understand and apply a lot of what was being told for me about business, you know, how to quote unquote convert people to opt into your business or purchase from you. And I remember having the aha moment around, wait, I, I, I actually don't believe in this. It didn't feel right to me. I'm like, that's, that's one truth, but that, that's not my truth. And I'm really grateful that I got to see that truth to recognize that that's not my truth. My truth is that I don't have to convince someone that my work is for them. I need to trust that someone is going to know that my work is for them. I need to trust in the law of attraction and that someone is praying for what I have. And the universe is going to align them with what I have because it's going to support them in creating the life that they're wanting. I think back to when I decided to start a blog, you know, yesterday's episode, and I decided that that was my path and that was what I was called to do. At the time, there was a, a lot of judgment. I like I personally put out a lot of judgment at people who who couldn't see that there was another way, and to the the whole nine to five establishment itself. And it's been very humbling to realize that you know what? There's people out there who love their nine to five. There's people out there who really need that structure, and there's people who who absolutely thrive in that situation, and there's people who are fulfilling their deepest purpose by being in a conventional job or working conventional traditional hours, and that's okay. Those people may be drawn to me for for other reasons, but they're they wouldn't be drawn to me because of the life path that I've chosen because it's not the path that they're being called to. And if they try to fit their, themselves into my path, then that's that's never going to feel good to them. And so discernment and being able to discern whether you're someone who's in a 9 to 5 and you love it and you're like, this is my thing. Being able to discern that when this new narrative comes up that, you know, ditching the 9 to 5 and the 4-hour work week and all of that stuff that came up in in the self-help world, when that starts to come up, discernment will allow you to to know that that though that's a, a an interesting way to live, that way to live is not yours. And the better we get at this as humans, at deciphering our path, the quicker we all fall into our spaces, the places we're supposed to be, and we build the communities around us that we're supposed to be building, and we, we start to live in a more unified way. Because there's always going to be disagreement. There's always disagreement within self. And that's polarity. 
that is what we talked about in a couple episodes back it's like when you have a shadow moment and you're recognizing that something doesn't feel good to you I was talking about my desk being against the wall and I started to feel like that was off and I wanted to put my desk facing the room because energetically that allowed more opportunities to me so I had to feel that dissonance I had to feel that polarity and I had to to experience it and recognize that this is different than this you know a wall a a desk against the wall is different than a desk facing the room and in this moment right now in this season right now i'm gonna choose that i want to be sitting at a desk facing the room and the feminine energy really teaches us that teaches us that we can coexist as individuals on different life paths and that we don't have to conform to to one overarching truth and as time goes on as we start to really embody this this ability to coexist you know coexist with self coexist with other and know that there's nothing wrong with that the more we take on that feminine principle the more it's going to become part of us and that's really what we're talking about as we talk about the feminine rising the feminine rising starts internally internal creates external and so internally a lot of people who are more of the feminine energy were recognizing that a consistent work schedule didn't work for them and that they wanted to flow more like me with this podcast it's I don't want to show up every week that doesn't really resonate with me and that's not how energies work so me trying to do that would be feel really forced but that is someone's truth and other people really like that but for me I'm choosing that I want to create and have a business that is more malleable more more flexible that allows me to work on the days that I feel really called to work and to not work on the days that I don't but existing as that in the external world and seeing that I've been so conditioned that consistency is the only thing that matters and showing up weekly is a responsible thing to do and that's the only way you can create a a healthy podcast or you know a podcast community I've had to hear that and then discern within self that that's not my truth and so I want to begin to wrap this episode up I have a feeling it's going to be a lot and it's really summarizing up the concepts I've been talking about these last couple weeks all through Gemini season this this idea of bridging duality can we can we experience duality and not not be destroyed by it and not destroy each other through it can we hold ourselves in our own sovereignty and allow other people to be in their own sovereignty does our truth depend on someone else's truth being irrelevant or is there a way to to begin to bridge these things and i don't have all the answers but i do know that that's been a big lesson for me over the last couple of weeks and it feels to be a lesson that I'm here to be sharing through this eclipse. So to close this episode, I want to give you some tools for for activating your own discernment because it's one thing to know that you need to honor your sovereignty, honor your integrity, and it's another to know how to do that in a world that's, that's constantly telling you who you should be. So The first thing, if you've been following along my journey, you've probably heard of it. It is a feels good, feels bad list. And this is a tool that I recommend to anyone who struggles to know themselves, who is indecisive, who 
finds themselves very much leaning towards a life someone else has created versus the life they want to create. And it has to do with nurturing the solar plexus chakra. So how this works is you take a piece of paper or grab a notebook and you write feels good, feels bad on the piece of paper and you draw a line down the middle. And at the end of the day, for a week or two weeks or however long you need it, I would recommend something like a week or two weeks, you reflect back on your day and you write down what felt good to you and what didn't. So for my morning, it felt good to drink my water. It felt good to have a smoothie. It felt good to set up to record this podcast. It felt good to wear all black. It felt good to to schedule in in an afternoon nap. And then on the flip side, feels bad. It felt bad to go into my inbox too early in the morning. It felt bad to look at the weather and see that it was going to rain. You know, it doesn't have to be anything deep. It just has to be what felt good to you and what didn't. Because the more you do this, the quicker you're going to be able to decipher and discern in each moment if something does or does not feel good to you. Because the more that you use that muscle in your notebook and you're saying, yeah, that felt good, you know, that felt bad, that felt good, that felt bad, you're going to start to to really curate your life in a way that is aligned with you, down to the clothes you wear, to the people you interact with, to, to what you want to do for your purpose. It's going to be all of a sudden you're surrounded by these feel-good things because you recognize that you you have a preference and that preference comes from within you, not what's been projected onto you or, or told or taught to you. Another tool that I suggest is my free chakra course over on my website because the chakra course will put you back in touch with your own physical body. It teaches you what each chakra represents and how it manifests in the physical body and then in the physical world. And having that knowledge will allow you to to begin to read your physical cues. And another tool, a final tool before closing out this episode through this eclipse season where you're going to be asked to work on those themes, sovereignty, integrity, and discernment is to simply observe your world. Just observe it. Take a moment, pause where you are right now, look around your world. How much of it did you choose? And how much of it was chosen for you? And for some people, if you've been working on discernment for a while, you might look around and be like, I chose all of this. And and some people might look around and be like, I, I chose none of this. Physically, the things that surround you or, you know, emotionally, the types of people and the emotions you're surrounded by, mentally, the, the type of thoughts you're surrounded by, how you're spending your day and the plans that you have, your schedule, how much did you choose or how much did someone else choose for you? A yes to someone else can sometimes be a no to yourself. And so where are you embodying that? Where did you agree to things out of guilt or shame and they're not actually what you want to be doing. These things might seem really simple, you know, writing in your notebook and, and looking at your surroundings and, and taking a free course, but they are so important because as we go forward, we are going to need to use our discerning muscle. We are going to need to be able to look at what's being fed to us 
in a collective sense and say, I don't agree with that. You know, there's, there's a discerning part in me that's saying something is off here. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been asking the sisterhood groups, what's the point of being intuitive? What's the point of being an empath? And in this season of the human awakening and the global change that we're just starting, like this is going to be big next year into 2021 because 2021 is a five-year numerology and fives are all about change and like radical change. And so being intuitive it's really important for you and getting on your path and the ripple effects of your path and, and being of service and calling out ideas and norms and things that have been told and fed to us through our ear chakras as truth and recognizing that they may not be true for us. And the more people that are saying, you know, this this is a truth that I was told, but this may not be true for me. That's how we make systemic change. That's how we make collective change. And so I hope this episode served you. It was it felt a little bit all over the place just because that's what the energy is. I've had to stop many times while recording because someone outside my door is nailing something to the wall, like hammering in the wall. And it's like they're hammering and then they go away. So I sit down and then they come back and they, they hammer. And I'm definitely going to put that on my feels bad list. But it also speaks to exactly what I'm talking about is like this interference and this, this noise and all of this stuff that we're taking on that we may not even realize we're taking on that's not only affecting our truth and our sovereignty and our integrity, but also the world in a really big way. If this supported you, please come over to Instagram, say hello, and as always, I appreciate your reviews over on iTunes. Seeing that the episodes impact you and you get something out of them really inspires me to continue to do them. So thank you in advance if you take the time to do that. And with that, I hope you have the most beautiful day. We will talk soon.